you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The girls are back in town. Yes, you can see Lucy and Jenny live when they bring a very special quiz night along with an edition of Fingers on Buzzers to the Clapham Grand on Monday, the 26th of October, 2020. There'll be quizzes, there'll be prizes. There's going to be a special guest, which will be announced shortly. Tickets are sold in groups of two and over. But if you're somebody that prefers to go to these things alone, then just drop us a line at fingersbuzzers at gmail com and we'll partner you up with somebody to buy tickets with. In the meantime, you can go to clapandgrand.com for all information and tickets. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of... Fingers on buzzers. Oh, I like the minute it's... you worked in the joint. It was sort of like that, wasn't it? I was it? going for a bit more bring out your dad, but there you go. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I thought it was quite showbiz. It goes to show what I know, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> oh, Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in again. And um, we've got an absolute treat for show for you. We have. We've got, we've got everything. We've got the gamut of emotions in this show for you. <laughs> we've got we've got guests we've got happy quiz we've got sad quiz we've, and got... we've got 
frankly disturbing quiz, Jen. Disturbing, yes. Yeah. So yes. maybe try not to be consuming or digesting anything important while you're listening to this and, and maybe and, don't yeah. listen last thing at night either i would say i don't want to yeah. you know throw forward too much to what's coming but uh yeah it's don't have nightmares a little Do bit spooky well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's crack on with this spooky stomach churning show <laughs> now on the line we have someone i'm very excited to talk to it is a gentleman called jonathan hopper <laughs> Good evening. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. So we have obviously all of us been doing quizzes in lockdown. It's been an absolute feature of 2020 that we wouldn't have expected. But I hear, Jonathan, that you have taken uh, Zoom quizzing to a very different level. Tell us about that. <laughs> I hope so. Four of us, uh, four friends who we were in the same pub quiz team together back in the good old days when you could, you know, <laughs> leave your house and stuff. Um, oh, yes. So we, we miss that so much. We set up a, a Zoom Zoom quiz. Format is we have five questions each. Each person comes up with their own five que- five questions uh, on a variety of things. I like to theme do mine thematically. So I've done um, I've done a theme on name that Chris where I described five flavours of Walker's crisps and people had to get the crisp flavour and also the packet <laughs> for bonus point. <laughs> I've done a dancey round where I just the top half of me would um, do a perform a little dance for everybody um, and they'd have to guess get which dance I was trying to do really badly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, the thing that kind of sets it apart from all the other Zoom quizzes I've been involved in is uh, one of our members called, he's called Statistician Paul, uh, which is Mm -hmm. (laughs) not very easy to say. Um, He (laughs) came up with his own scoring system so that when you're not, when you're answering the questions that someone else has set, score points normally, just get a point for each correct Mm -hmm. answer. When you're actually asking the questions, if nobody, if you set the question wrong so nobody at all gets it, you lose the point. If you... Oh! <laughs> and that was... Uh-huh. If everybody gets it right, you just stay where you are. Don't lose, don't gain anything. If some people get it right, but not everybody gets it right, then you gain the point. The aim of that is, you know, to try and get questions which it's not just somebody googly impossible stuff or or using some really kind of niche knowledge that no one else is going to know from they get an advantage so um yeah we we found it well it works really well we get really close quizzing i mean i love this jonathan (laughs) i absolutely love it but i'm i'm sort of trying to work out how fair or unfair or basically you've just blown my mind (laughs) you've blown my mind jenny can you give us your verdict on i mean it seems like such a good idea to test the standard of question really yeah i think it's this is playing into a lot of what i've been saying throughout lockdown is everyone thinks it's easy to write a quiz and to run a quiz but Mm -hmm it's a huge skill set so this is making sure that the questions are just on that line of challenging but not impossible for the sake of impossible you want those questions that making people scratch their heads and work out the answer when they've got it they know it's definitely right and they've figured it out and if you've just not spotted the clue in there 
then you know 80% of the teams are scratching their head the 20% are absolutely loving it so it's yeah. it's it's more a test for the quiz master than the quizzers and i think i think it's it's a great way of working around the the limitations of of setting a quiz yeah and especially in the zoom thing you you want to encourage participation discourage googling <laughs> and make people see it's it is a craft so it, I, i'm guessing that you're all slaving over your questions all week long before the before the competition itself and trying to work out the best your best five questions to tax people but not tax them too much yeah yeah exactly yeah there, there's a real there's a real balance to it as well and because we know each other so well as well you can kind of pitch a question so you think one or two of of us may well get it the mm. other one might be you know if, if pop music or whatever isn't or classical isn't their their thing then they may well be be struggling um but in in general it, it's a really good tool for like you say just kind of pitching it just right not asking i it. think it's great because it's 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 a workaround and people are having to think so creatively and i've never heard of this this scoring system before so well done statistician paul for coming <laughs> well, up I with mean... something so unique I suspect that some of our listeners may well be adopting this yeah. in uh, Zoom quizzes in the future. So he he should work out some kind of uh, copyright <laughs> or uh, <laughs> intellectual property claim on it. But it's such it's such a great idea. It's you know, it's the thing we need. If we do go into lockdown again, this it will be slightly uh, kind of softened for me by the fact that I can now say right, <laughs> the Zoom quizzes are going to have an extra element. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we've said obviously it kind of you're trying to discourage googling. Do you have any? I mean, obviously you know each other, so you know you wouldn't cheat, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're also um, I, me, and my flatmate do it, and the other two are a couple who live really close by, but um, you know, we couldn't see each other for quite a while. So because it's two and two, kind of, you can't cheat. You can't get get away with it because you set by it you keep each other honest basically <laughs> we keep each other honest yeah <laughs> very much um now, there's something that is also burning uh, within me is the crisps round sounds <laughs> unbelievably good um how, in what way did you describe the crisp flavor i just can't quite Imagine how that worked. I, I basically, it was a well-known brand of crisp that I, I basically went to their to their website, had to look at what they did, um, and then it, it's basically stuff like, um, for example, uh, condiments often used as an ingredient in Bloody Marys, and then they oh. get the flavour of crisp from that, and also mm. for for a bonus point, get the colour of the packaging for this particular. Yeah, so it's Worcester sauce. Yeah, very mm. good. <laughs> and the packaging for a Worcester sauce, so and it's Walkers, right? It is Walkers, yeah. I wasn't sure if yeah. we could do product placement on it. Oh, yeah, we're not oh, yeah. really busy, mate. We can do what we like. Um, <laughs> I love Gary Lineker, and I love Walkers. Oh. Can I just say, I mean, this not being the BBC, if if Walkers want to send us some crisps, 100% welcome. If awesome. Walkers want to send us Gary Lineker for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be great. I mean, we can't afford to pay him, but Walkers, that would be, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan, you it sounds like your you, definitely your quiz should be sponsored by them. Is the Worcester sauce is it a sort of brown? Is it like no, a sort of oh, it's purple, mate? Come on. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Come on. Yeah. I've spent too long hanging around in news 
these agents <laughs> oh. just loitering trying to work out what to what to spend me 50p on <laughs> would you include um walker's sensations jonathan or is it just purely the original you know uh, what i, I had to draw the line somewhere <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> middle class potato snacks yeah <laughs> Well, the Walker Sensations, Poppadoms, Coriander and Lime. I mean, oh yeah, they've changed the face of crisps for me. I'll yeah. be honest, they're beautiful. Yeah, really good. <laughs> anyway, we're not getting paid by that. And um, and the dances. What? What? I mean, obviously, we we can't see you, so there's no point asking you to recreate <laughs> that. But um, what was your favourite of the dances? I think probably the Charleston. I think that would. Um, I, <laughs> it took me a few goes to get it right. Actually, my hands were. I, w- I wasn't expecting that I was thinking it was going to be a Macarena <laughs> but wow actual proper dances I think that is a, a remarkable dedication to quiz mastery well yeah strictly beckons <laughs> for you Jonathan at um, some point uh, I was trying it as the kind of to um, Lucy's cakey cakey dance off <laughs> yes we've not talked about cakey cakey dance off for too long thank it's, you for bringing that still back. on the back burner if gary lineker wants to host it i'm prepared to hand it over that's all i'm <laughs> you can have that format oh jonathan well i'm i really would love to come to one of your quizzes i just yeah. it sounds like the most fun and yet welcome, statistically welcome challenging i mean it's like fun with stats it's the best kind of fun and that's true <laughs> true quizzer there true quizzes there's got to be someone keeping not just scores but stats <laughs> a spreadsheet is, is occurring and okay. now jonathan our producer amanda told us she was talking to you about your areas of expertise yeah. and i feel you have treated us you've given us such a um a lovely glimpse into your quizzing i wanted to treat you with a quiz and uh, will you tell the ladies and gentlemen what your area of expertise <laughs> is? it used to be formula one and hopefully it still might be <laughs> now this brings us jonathan to an interesting thing we've been talking a lot to you about question setting and about how difficult that is and i tell you what makes it incredibly difficult to set questions is if you absolutely can't stand the thing you're (laughs) setting questions about (laughs) because i have as much interest in formula one as i do in and i can't actually think of anything else that i have less interest in uh, and I'm sorry, I'm sure but lots of people find it very entertaining, but it, I, it it's passed me by in quite some uh, huge way. So I'll Very try... fast. It goes by very fast. Well, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> I blinked, I missed it and I didn't care. <laughs> um, but so I've tried, Jonathan, to construct three questions about Formula One. But this will be a good little workshop because often, obviously, as a quiz uh, setter, you have to set questions about stuff you don't know about. So we can workshop these questions and see where I've gone right or where I've gone wrong. <laughs> so question number one, I was going to ask you, I'm going to the classic era of Formula One. Okay. And the question I've written here is, during his career, James Hunt drove for three teams. Can you name any two of those three teams? McClellan. Yeah. When it's well tight with them, I think. Oh, I saw the film. He drove for BR. No, he didn't. That was Melder. He drove for, I think he drove for Enzyme later on. No. No. Well, you see, I say that. Basically, <laughs> what I've done is I've gone to Wikipedia and I've looked up James Hunt because I thought, well, that would be interesting. And it said in Wikipedia, which again, you know, 
rookie error number one, don't trust Wikipedia. But um, the teams that were listed were Hesketh. He started off at Hesketh. And then uh, Hesketh, who don't exist anymore, obviously. And then McLaren. And then uh, finally, Wolf. Wolf. I knew it. Now, is that a question that makes sense, Jonathan? Uh, Is it a good question or not? You can be honest. I would give that question a solid nine out of ten. Oh, oh, Uh, high praise indeed. (laughs) It was bad answering, but good questioning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was acceptable, was it? Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't have trusted Wikipedia. I mean, Jenny would be—you'd be not as a not as a single source, Hmm. but I think for for. If you if you don't want to actually have to delve in at this level, mm. I think it's it's generally going to be accurate about about your big guns, about the the headline facts. Are and it gives be you accurate. an idea, and then you see what I would have done had I more time. Obviously, is that I would then have gone and and sort of verified all of those things. And the reason that you know it gave me pause as well, Jonathan, was because you know because I know nothing. Like Wolf could have been a branch of whatever the thing was that you said, or, or the gladiator. Been. <laughs> now that i am interested in if it, if it was questions about gladiators i would have had and now look, here's a good this isn't an, an example of a question that i've tried to set that i think is flawed um so what was the first formula one race jonathan the very first formula one race it was in 1950 and it was i'm gonna go for the italian monta Right. Now, I'll tell you, your 1950 is sort of correct, right? The first world championship Formula One race took place at Silverstone in 1950. Ah. But the first Formula One race was the 1946 Turin Grand Prix. So you said Italy, but you said, so basically that is an example of if you don't know about a subject, then it's very hard to... For me, I'm like, do we mean the first Formula One race, the first World Championship? I don't understand. You don't know the you don't know the actual terminology that's the common parlance. Yeah. What would you say, Jonathan? Would be if it, how would you word that question to make a correct answer? I well, I, I did take it to be the first World Championship race, which started in 1950. So yeah, I, I would just say when where would the first uh, Formula One World Championship race held? And I, yeah. I it, again, I'd say it's bad answering. <laughs> it's, it's not. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like it's, uh, it's uh, there's fault on both sides here, Jonathan. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'll give you one final question, and this one I'm pretty confident with. Okay, but okay. So uh, the question is, uh, which Formula One racing driver said this? I do a lot of things with my driving style, which is very nice to the car. I actually talk to it a lot during the race. I massage it. I wouldn't call it foreplay, but it's something like that. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it's... Uh, wow. It's wow. a Formula One <laughs> driver. It sounds... From the quote, it sounds a little bit Daniel Ricciardo. It is totally Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> There you go. Great answer. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo, of course, an Italian-Australian driver. He's currently at Renault. Did you know that, Jenny? But he's, um, I think he's joining McLaren next season. Wow. The, from the quote, I, if you just, if you hadn't told me it was a Formula One driver, I would have probably said like David Hasselhoff in uh, yeah. Knight Rider. You know, but he is a big foreplay with the car. 
So uh, there you go, you're him and yeah. yeah. So well done. I have to say, Jonathan, you uh, absolutely showed that you knew what you were talking about, even when the question master didn't. So congratulations. <laughs> you showed your and, class. Um, and I think you're going to come back later on and give us a quiz. Is that correct? That is absolutely right. We are honoured and thrilled to be joined by the wonderful Kiri Pritchard-McLean. Hello, Kiri. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, it is such a pleasure and a dream. So we have got a couple of quizzes for you because obviously everyone will know you from presenting News Jack on Radio uh, 4 Extra from doing uh, the All Killer No Filler podcast, which is one of our absolute favourites, Jen, isn't it? Oh, yes. Absolutely glued to it. Even <laughs> I even suffered through all those episodes of The Yorkshire Ripper. Oh my God, six hours. It was an ordeal. It was. (laughs) And also, I don't know why I thought during a global pandemic that it would be a good idea to have a a jaunty six-hour trip through the one of those horrific crimes that's ever been. But about three hours in, we were The national mood. I think that was what we did, actually. Absolutely. And Jenny has, in fact, uh, provided, because what we like to do, Kiri, is we do like to quiz our guests by way of an interview about your life, really. We sort of do it in the medium of quiz. Uh, Jenny has prepared what I think is one of the finest quizzes she has ever written uh, on the subject of, well, it's, it's sort of about serial killers and more, Jenny, isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought, what does Kiri like? She likes true crime and she likes animals. She loves <laughs> her pets. So it's about killers and pets. Okay. Okay. Got oh, it. she looks excited now. There is no pressure to get these right, but I'm sure you're going to get at least three out of five, like, without thinking. Okay. So we'll start off nice and easy. What was the name of Myra Hindley's beloved dog? Puppet. Correct. See, straight out of the trap. Right, um, this is <laughs> somebody good. who knows her stuff. <laughs> Which serial killer took exception to being dubbed the animal-loving killer by a newspaper? after taking steps to ensure the welfare of his first victim's two dogs. He proved his point by incorporating the killing of a cat into a later murder. I mean, that is cold. Yeah. It's not bad enough being a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't, find, I didn't find the Samaritans to tell them about the dogs. I was telling them about the corpse to show off about my murder. <laughs> um, it's so... Um... It just shows you, doesn't it, when you hear something like that, you're like, of course he's a man. Like, if, if, you, <laughs> if you'd read it out with no gender, you'd be like, well, that's obviously a gentleman. I didn't know that a, a newspaper had dubbed them, but there's there's something familiar about someone uh, rescuing the animals, but I can't remember who it is. I'm so sorry. I can tell you that this was in London in the 90s. Mm. Not Colin, Colin Island? Correct, yes. Great. Yes. His first known victim, he put the German Shepherd and the Labrador into the kitchen, I think, and they were locked in for a couple of days. And when the murder hadn't been in the papers, he then called the Samaritans to say, there's two dogs locked in a kitchen in Battersea. <laughs> so oh, the yeah. papers went, he must love animals. I'm like, I must, I don't love animals. And then he killed someone's cat. Yeah, and, and shows them on the body. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. If you're having any kind of meal right now, don't, yeah. don't Google that. So those don't you Google. Have- tuned in for our regular jaunty <laughs> quiz-based fun <laughs> there is a slightly darker tone to today's show we might have to do a um we might do a, a psa at the top apologies yeah, this is what happens whenever i record anything it always ends up at some point they go we should tell people they can't um eat their food while kiri's on this podcast <laughs> that's a common thing 
<laughs> well, I, I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. I did no such thing as a fish, and I think that's the first time they've ever had to have a disclaimer about that because of my topic. Um, there's there's such a thing, a historical thing called sootykins, and if you wish to Google that, do not eat at the same time. Ooh, it's to do wait. with feminine hygiene. Oh, oh my favourite yeah. topic. There we go. Well, that's the next quiz. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, what I mean, breed of dog was Bleep? It was a collie. Yeah, yeah, it was a border collie. And shall we explain who Bleep was for our listeners? <laughs> this oh, they yes. should already know. It's clearly <laughs> David Tennant's dog. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the uh, the Des? It was David Tennant, which, of course, I haven't actually watched it yet, to be honest. I've just read so much about it, I feel I don't have to. Um, I thought it was there were some absolutely brilliant performances in it, and I'm always um, uh, heartened when I see true crime moving away from being sensationalist hero worship towards something with some level of empathy towards the victims. So mm-hmm. I think it's a positive in that case. Um, and, yeah, I guess it's... But then you always worry that it's going to reignite... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Reignite um, a sort of... Uh, weirdos to be very into <laughs> I can't believe I'm throwing shade at other people for being into true crime but I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a, there's a one way to appreciate it and there's quite an unsavoury way um, mm. so I worry that it's going to sort of encourage those lot but yeah I, I, I mean they don't take much encouragement do they? Really? No and oh, I could always use some more podcast listeners so I don't know why I'm moaning really <laughs> <laughs> No it's, I think there is a there's a bit of a line because the 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 show Des, they made it very, uh, very much focused on the aftermath and the investigator mm-hmm. and uh, Brian Masters, who was writing the book about about Nielsen. And it's very unsympathetic. But my mum my turned to me during the first episode. She went, David Tennant's still too sexy. <laughs> like, <laughs> OK, mum. <laughs> but, him. you know, it's, she's like, I think it's still glamorising him. So, But there will still be people who... Yeah, I look at what they, Benedict Cumberbatch did for Dominic Cummings. You know, I mean, it is a, yes. it's a, it's a danger. <laughs> Something involving pets. Yeah, grim. Kerry's <laughs> like, two for two there so far. On the, no, three. three, three, three for three. Nice. Three, well done. Okay, two more to go in this in this round. Which serial killer stated that the one thing he missed in prison was his aquarium? His tropical fish collection wasn't the most unusual thing the police discovered in his apartment. Uh, I, I'm going to guess Jeffrey Dahmer because I know that when they the police brought a victim of his back to the, his flat that had escaped, they said, what's that smell? And he said, it's the fish. So that's my guess. Yes, correct. Very good. Wow, this Very is good knowledge. showing, isn't it? <laughs> this is really, really damning. <laughs> but those, those, are, those are serial killers. This this one isn't about a serial killing. This is about a single killing. So maybe, maybe this will throw you off your... No, okay. probably not. What sort of pet led to Doug Beamish being convicted of the 1994 murder of his ex-wife? It was the first murder conviction based on non-human DNA. Hmm. I know that there was, there's a dog that's been a witness in a trial, but um, I don't know anything about Doug Beamish. Is that his name? Doug Beamish? Doug Beamish, yeah. It's in, he's in Canada, Prince Edward Island, and he killed his ex-wife, Shirley Ann Dugay. Oh, should I guess a Canadian animal then? Like a bear? <laughs> Got to be a bear. It's a moose. It's a moose. <laughs> um, not his pet moose. No, no. Uh, so Doug Beamish had a pet cat called Snowball, 
had very distinctive white fur and the key bit of evidence was a bloody jacket which was soaked in his wife's blood but also had a selection of distinctive white furs on there. And in fact, I think it was his parents' cat who he was living with his parents at the time. So it'd be nice to think that the cat was like, I know what you're up to, Doug. You're not going to get away with it on my watch. And was like rubbing up against him. He's like, why is the cat so friendly? <laughs> yes, he was absolutely nailing you for murder, Doug. Oh, see, this there is the go. thing. A dog will like take it to the grave, but a cat will absolutely shop you in if it thinks it can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I am now going to be pitching a series about a cat detective on the basis of this one story. Played by Justin Edwards. <laughs> Played by my husband. Off, 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 uh, off mic, we were talking about his wonderful cat impersonation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a role he was born to play. It was. You know, not... <laughs> Tenant Cumberbatch, you can absolutely go to hell. It's my it's my husband's <laughs> role. It's Snowball the Cat Detective. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, that was amazing. That's uh, one of the strongest showings we've ever had. Congratulations, Kiri. Thank you. Well, we should ask you, Kiri, are you a fan of the quiz? Have you got any interest in quizzing? Yes, but I'm really... Quizzes for me, I I love them and I really admire them, but I'm really quite thick. And I think um, because of having sort of like a nondescript accent and had two surnames, I've really got away with it so far. Um, But then when you do a quiz, it really... It just shows everything up, doesn't it? So I remember being obsessed with quizzes um, when I was a kid, the ones on telly. There was one that was called 50-50. I don't know if you remember this when we were growing up. And it was basically 50 kids from one primary school and 50... 50 kids from another and they would sort of like they would answer the questions and and then whichever team won would then uh, p- put their kids in an actual like you know in a competition bit and so I've explained that very poorly um, uh, but there's a but basically the thing that I was so sad about is because I went to I went to a normal secondary school but my pri- primary school was private and there was probably about 40 children in the whole school so I knew deep down that I would never be able to do 50-50 because Aww. there would have to be like there just wasn't 50 kids in my year um, I mean it's not I mean this is that is the most like um, first world problem to moan about like actually there wasn't enough children <laughs> in my private school to be eligible for a television program um but i remember just being like i'd love to be on that doing a quiz so yeah i um i was a big fan of them growing up and then just as i've got older um 
I try. I get too into them, so I have to not watch them because I get really quite angry. And also, I'm that person who will silently watch uh, and not be able to answer about nine of them, and then sort of like arrogantly go, "Oh, was it that? Y- yeah, well, actually, that's sulfur for the one thing that I do know." And then pretend I haven't <laughs> listened to the others. It's so awful. My ego just can't take it. Well, but you are a comedian, so I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's face it, all ego-based uh, sort of folly <laughs> is excused in the in the comedians. But, well, now listen, and I'm going to say you are doing yourself down and saying, oh, no, I'm rubbish, uh, because you have actually quizzed on television, haven't you? Oh, yeah, my um, Rachel Fairburn, who I co-host the Orkula No Filler podcast with, we went on um, Pointless Celebrities and um, on, on like a double act special. And so it was... Um, <laughs> amazing people um like canon and ball were on there um yeah a canon and ball i'm just yep. no is that the right one rock on tommy that's that's canon and ball oh yes. yeah yeah sometimes i get the 90s 80s 90s double x confused and i was thinking is that hail and pace no canon and ball were on come to and... me that's my area of expertise so, uh... <laughs> uh gloria hunniford and angela rippon was another Ooh. team yeah and and then uh, Rachel and I and so it was really amazing got to meet obviously fantastic people um but and Rachel was really good at it because she's quite calm whereas I just go blank and uh, and then I it's because I've got attention deficit disorder as well very easily distracted in quite a stimulating television studio (laughs) um so she did there's two hosts which is kind of I found that when I did it because you're like you've got Richard you've got Zander you're kind of you're looking all over the place and so talk us through how you did what round did you get to I I don't even know I, I think we were quicked off quite early Cannon the Ball went first time uh they, they went immediately which apparently is what they do every time they're on it um they're just there I, for the laughs aren't they they're just there to have a laugh absolutely and so was i in a way that so we got i got us kicked off the show um because they asked a question that was uh you know name a word that ends in ar and i was like so i answered with porn star and i had like <laughs> mortar in my head but I was like, oh, but that's not the funny answer, is it? Like the funny answer if you're a comedian is to say porn star. Yeah, yeah. And so they went and deliberated for ages. And it was up with a gallery. And I was like, I've got another one if you want. And they were like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I was like, oh, great. Can't, can't wait to get a pointless answer with this. And then it wasn't an answer because apparently porn star isn't in the dictionary. And I was absolutely furious wow. I was so angry because I was like well you know I had another one <laughs> so they uh, yeah to be to be kicked off tea time television by saying the word porn star while they all with a very straight face tried to pretend they'd never heard of the word um, yeah, so in the edit it was in the edit I presume it was a very quick interaction what had actually taken hours in the studio yeah it genuinely took about 20 minutes of them going away and googling and like because obviously when you're googling porn star quite it's not the first thing that comes up isn't the um the the oxford dictionary definition is it so so i I imagine they were getting past all kinds of sort of like safety parent uh parent guideline blockers on the internet um but yeah i was maybe they were add and we're just getting distracted as well i mean you wouldn't even need add to be distracted yeah so i was really i felt really bad because rachel is so great at that stuff and i i honestly think that we could have got very very far um had it not been for me being just trying to play the full um yeah i feel really bad about it she's she was great about it she didn't care she was like no it's funny it's a funny reason to get kicked off but also yes. 
you worry about your charities as well. You're like, oh, I could have made money for the charity if I wasn't trying to show off. Why have I not learned anything from my school reports? <laughs> as we've said, though, in the past, actually, the charities love the exposure and the awareness raising and all of that stuff. So it is you do do a good thing. And by, you know, being memorable you may well have secured more donations for them. <laughs> People might have gone, I like that porn star girl. I like the cut of her jib. I think I'm going to go and give some money to that charity. Or it'll be like this podcast and I'll have to put a warning out and go, don't eat while this woman's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google anything she says. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool, having that as yeah. your uh, your warning. I did prepare, I prepared a couple of um, questions for you, Kiri, which are related to both crime and quiz okay but i think you'll know these i'm pretty confident what was the name of the welsh serial killer who appeared on bullseye in 1989 yeah. oh is he i think there's only one welsh serial killer is it peter moore no that's not the name oh. i have unless he went under an alias i'll be honest i didn't research it terribly well it's uh, john cooper oh yeah yeah no that is right that is right yeah yeah. Yes. And I remember that because there's a comedian called John Cooper. <laughs> oh, there is? <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't have known that. There's another, yeah, because I thought there was only one Welsh serial killer, but there must be two because there's one from my area who owned a cinema near me. And then, yeah, John Cooper as well. Oh, Come on, Wales. <laughs> I know. Letting the side down. No, we? it just means we don't get caught. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of whales where you can hide things, isn't there? Um, in fact, that was the really chilling thing when John Cooper was on um, Bullseye. So it was in the middle. Yeah, you know, it was already he had already killed, and um, Jim Bowen was talking to him about all the lovely scenery of Pembrokeshire, and yeah. you know what an amazing place. How you can just get lost in it. I think was what he said. And have you seen Rodney Alcala? He's um he's known as the dating game killer. And he um, was on there basically like the American blind date. Yeah. He won as well. He got selected. And the woman was like, I'm not going. Uh, when she met him, she was like, "He, I, I get really bad vibes. And he killed a load of women by this point. And she was like, I, she never went on the date with him. But like when you watch it back now, his answers, which are just as cringy as anyone else who's been on a show like that. But you're like, oh, you can tell because he says he likes going out <laughs> at night. You can absolutely tell. Yeah. But he's just being a professional creep like everyone else who does that program. Yeah, it's, in fact, if you told me that anyone who'd been on blind date had turned into a serial killer, including a man to hold and I would <laughs> uh, well, see that was going to be my second question but you've preempted it you see so I'm this sorry. is how how deep your knowledge is no I apologize no it, I think you get extra points in quiz world for predicting future questions you're oh. you're given a theme and you go well this is definitely going to come up there you go you know right. subject area and the third question I had for you, which is the grinder killer Stephen Port briefly appeared on an episode of which popular television show in 2014? I didn't oh know God. this. This is very good. Mm. Is it the news? <laughs> <laughs> well, almost certainly. I think on a technicality, we will have to give that to you because uh, I think that was the year he was caught as well. So um, the correct answer was uh, MasterChef. What? professional chef and he was he wasn't a contestant on master chef but he was in a scene where uh, they were serving food to the homeless so he was there serving food to the homeless all the while scoping for victims so there you go um so that was your little quiz on uh which combines our worlds of television and uh and murder um 
Uh, I did have another quiz for you, and this relates to uh, your current position as the host of Newsjack, which is one of the finest British institutions in that it helps so many writers into comedy writing and is mm. just, a, I think it's just such a good topical show. I'm one of the very mm. few places where you hear proper sort of sketchy stuff as well. Yeah, I think it's excellent. I'm really proud to be part of the that like the legacy of it I guess because it is where so it can feel like such a dark art when you do comedy especially as like I went to a crap uni I didn't go to you know Oxford or Cambridge where I guess there's someone you can ask about that world or you see the path going into it so having something like Newsjack that's just like open submission BBC they pay you and you know if you do well they get you into the writer's room and it's just amazing and there's no other like there's no other organization except the BBC that would basically throw money down that hole <laughs> because yes. it's not you know they they don't get it's a very expensive show to make because it's it requires so many people to make it happen because mm-hmm. it gets turned around in a few days so yeah i think it's really really excellent i'm so proud to have been yeah the host of it yeah i do think because there is no commercial advantage to doing it and people always sneer about the BBC being elitist and you go, yeah, but they are actually helping people like, yeah, like you and I, who were like, I didn't know anyone who'd ever done any comedy. I, you know, I had no idea how to get into comedy and they do encourage people. So, and it's also a very funny show. We should say that, that it is, uh, <laughs> you know, it is hilarious. So because you are the host of News Jack, Kiri, I have uh, done a News Jack quiz, which is about people called Jack who are currently in the news. Okay, great. That's how I decided to try, you know, you just have to try and do something a bit different. Uh, so I've got three questions for you about Jacks who are in the news. After being pictured with a ring on her wedding finger this week, you know how the papers always do this, oh, someone's been pictured with a ring on their wedding finger. It must mean they're about to get mad, and, you know. Or not that the photo's been reversed, which I keep getting. Oh, do I wear you? a ring on yes. my right hand and it's it will get in the papers. Like, oh, Jenny Ryan engagement, like. Nope, just your photo department, lads. <laughs> <laughs> After being pictured with a ring on her wedding finger this week, model Roxy Horner is rumoured to be engaged to which famous Jack? This is the kind of thing you might get this in a in a pub quiz, in a sort of in the news thing. I felt like these sort of tabloid rumoury things do sometimes come up, don't they, Jen? Oh yeah, mm. oh they do. It's it's a pub quiz kind of staple to keep things so fresh as well that it's it's basically rumors they'll put in there (laughs) keep you on your toes have you read the paper up to page nine in the last two days (laughs) um i genuinely can only think of one famous jack and i know that they haven't been romantically linked to this person i've never heard of Mm -hmm. um because they are because oh, I think it would have been on their Instagram, which I was looking at yesterday for recipes. Um, so it's not Jack Munro. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good shout, though. That's a good um, shout. Um, yeah, no idea. I'm so sorry. It is the 32-year-old comedian. I only know he's 32 because it was in this story. Jack Whitehall. Oh, Jack Whitehall. I thought he was older than that. <laughs> well tabloid age 30 tabloid age yeah yeah, yeah. stage age stage age he was very young when he started because i remember doing a gig with him when he first started and he was a tiny child <laughs> tiny tiny posh child so uh, anyway that's that's roxy horner wow with leonardo DiCaprio, so quite frankly she deserves happiness as well it's a hell of a name as well yes 
I'm assuming she's changed her name to Roxy Horner for, for modelling purposes. That yeah. is a showbiz name through and through. It's a brilliant so showbiz. It's, like well, it's, it's slightly porn starry as well, though. Or like a 1920s musical, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good name, whichever way you slice it, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> Strong. Your next Jack question is, which Pulitzer Prize winning writer this week released Jack, the fourth novel in a sequence she began with the book Gilead in 2004? Now, this would be very likely to come up in a quiz. I will be honest with you, I would not have known her name except that she was on the radio this morning. <laughs> I have no idea. I think this is very, very difficult. The correct answer is Marilyn Robinson, which, as I say, I wouldn't have got that until uh, after this morning. But it is a news jack. Yes, love it, it. Is There you go. A news jack. And your final news jack is Love Island's Jack Fincham was featured in the tabloids this week because he has renounced his partying ways and taken up which sport? And this is the kind of question where it's always worth oh, a yeah. guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because I presume you haven't read this story. It's, it was at the Daily seen, Star. Never seen an episode of Love Island. And I hadn't had managed to leave through, I didn't manage to leave through the Daily Star before we started this. Um, <laughs> let's have a think. What sport has he taken up? Judo. Oh, you are very close. It's a combat sport. It's not karate, is it? Oh, boxing. That was me. I was trying to do a boxing moment. It was one of the wow. most beautiful things. It was lovely that your tongue was fully out your mouth as well when you were doing it. I was getting flashbacks then to our first live show. Oh, God, yes. where we There was did, boxing involved. We had to yeah. box, uh, blow up animals because of Nick Helm for some reason. I don't know. I was very young at the time. I can't really remember. It seemed like a great idea back at the beginning of this year. And who knew it would be one of the less surreal things to happen? Oh, that's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, well, well done, Kiri. It's <laughs> terrible. Well, but you see, this is what I always find, is those uh, in the news rounds on pub quizzes are the absolute worst. Because who actually these days, who really kind of, you know, you know the broad sweep of news and the awfulness, yeah. but who actually wants to engage with the news on any kind of intricate or yeah. meaningful level? <laughs> Certainly not me. Um, so. <laughs> what, a, what a uplifting sign off. Wow. Rest all of us now, haven't I? But uh, anyway. <laughs> But if you well, do I... like the funny side of the news, you can listen to the... How many more news jacks are there in this series, Kim? Um, So we're just about to record um, episode two. So, yeah, there'll be four more after that. It, it is brilliant. And please do um, submit um, because you've got nothing to lose except your time. But then even then you're... I, I would see it as like when you're writing for something, it's like being in the gym for being a comedian. You you get like, you know, you get fitter and better at it without even realising. So, yeah, do, do submit. Um, that's the main thing because I think you'll get a lot out of it and obviously hearing your name read out on the radio as a contributor is absolutely brilliant it is it never stops being a thrill and what else are you up to what else am I up to you're the um, landlady of the COVID arms is that still uh... yes yeah, still doing, nice. that. doing that once a month you've raised um, phenomenal amounts of money haven't you with that yeah between the pub quiz uh thank you very much for doing that jenny and Whoop. the regular comedy night I think we're hen- heading for 150,000 pounds for charity oh, wow um which is amazing. Well, that more than um, makes up for your appearance on Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> You've done your, your thing now, that's fine. 
yeah it's um it's it's great it's um i'm really proud of it and we're doing it monthly now we're doing it every week of lockdown for sort of 15 weeks and then we've gone monthly now and it's it's just a really nice thing there's a really nice community because you also realize doing it that there were so many people who loved live comedy who for whatever reason reasons whereas it's sort of like mental health or mobility or access or, or finance weren't able to go and see live comedy that they absolutely loved and hopefully now we've given people away and it's just a really nice atmosphere it's a, yeah I'm really proud of it and what it's become it's fantastic well uh, people can find that online but I mean nowadays you just go just search for the, all the stuff news chat yeah, just search, for it for it. search for it. google porn star and you'll find it all <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Kiri for joining us it's been such an absolute pleasure everyone can go back to eating now we've stopped talking about murder and also yeah do listen to all killer no filler because it is one of the absolute finest podcasts out there thank you very much Kiri for joining us thank you for having me we are now going to have our listener quiz quiz. (laughs) and it's a a listener and a talker it's someone who we've spoken to already today it is the wonderful jonathan harper (laughs) welcome back jonathan thank you very much thank you um this this was one of my themed rounds in the zoom quiz and it's all about famous animals Oh, fabulous. What I'm going to do is the following five animals, they all hit the news headlines some point over the past 80 or so years. Um, I'm going to give you the name of the animal, the location that they're most associated with, and also the year that they're most associated with. And what you have to do is get the type of animal and what they're famous for. (laughs) Brilliant. I love this. Okay, far away. Okay, number one, an animal called Pickles, and he was yes. from London, nineteen. Yeah, I think you've already got this. Yeah, yeah. the minute you, you had us at Pickles, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. this was the dog that stole the World Cup. Is that he found, 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 found the World, the World Cup? Cup. <laughs> no, the, the World Cup was stolen, <laughs> and I think he found it. Um, yeah. It was South East London. It was like um, Forest Charles Hill way, somewhere like that. Yeah. I think it's where the Sainsburys is near Forest Hill Station is where the, the World Cup was found. If, if I'm right, Dave Lee will correct me, friend of the show Dave Lee, once, <laughs> once pointed at a Sainsbury's and said something about uh, pickles, which I thought was absolutely marvellous. Yeah, I, I love that. And that's that's actually quite meta in quiz terms because uh, if you've ever seen Early Doors, they have the, the episode where they have a pub quiz and some of the participants have asked for only one thing from the quiz and that is a question about pickles the dog. Which they get, they make them wait most of the way through the quiz. They get very excited. That's one of the. It's one of the most authentic representations of a pub quiz in any form of fiction. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love I love early doors. Okay, question two. Two animals. They were called Butch and Sundance, also known as the Tamworth Two, and they were best known for being in Malmesbury in Wiltshire, year nineteen ninety eight. They were, the, they were the runaway pigs, weren't they? Yes. Uh, they escaped from slaughter. They, they the Tamworth too. Absolutely. Oh, but, uh, bless them. It, it, it might get harder from here. Uh, question number three. The name of the animal is Coco. She was born in San Francisco Zoo. She was actually better known for being somewhere else, but if I give you that, it gives the animal away. Um, and she was her heyday really was the nineteen eighties, late nineteen seventies. Oh, so now Coco 
she was famous for being somewhere else but if you told us that would give it away which yes. does that it it sort of implies that might be in the name of the it place the maybe the place. yeah her, her, the animal type of animal is in the name of the place yes oh. like monkey world or um sea world <laughs> no, um, yeah, Lucy's close. Is, is she a primate? Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um. So Coco, and it was the eighties. Well, was she? Now I'm going to say a gorilla who learned sign language. You've got it. <gasps> that is, that is exactly right. With the gorilla, she was taught a version of American sign language. Um, she had a vocab of over a thousand words and she went on, this is the best bit, she went on to befriend Robin Williams. <laughs> I've seen the video. It's Oh, it's wonderful. It's it, honestly, if anybody's feeling down, get on YouTube and Google Robin Williams Gorilla. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's an uplifting and joyful, joyful compilation video there of, of the times you met Coco. It's all come back to me now, but well done, Lucy. You got you got there so much faster than I. Absolutely. Um, question number four. Um, this poor animal was called Albert Two. He didn't even have his own name. Um, oh. From the United States in 1949. Oh. Albert. Albert Two. Albert Two. Now, 1949. What was going on? So you know, post-war. It's. Uh, it could be something to do with. It was that when they discovered smoking was bad. He was like a smoking <laughs> beagle or something. <laughs> oh, no. oh poor <laughs> Albert. He, he, was, he, was, um, he was a kind of pioneer in something else. He, he was kind of used. Space. Yeah, very good. Was he a sea monkey? <laughs> they, they did send sea monkeys into space. So Albert was something that got sent into space, a, a mouse or a rat. Uh, a bit bigger than that. Oh. Um, chimp? A bit smaller than a chimp. A rhesus Somewhere monkey? Rhesus. Yes, rhesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because nice. well. they kind of worked their way up in size of you know, what they were sending into in these vehicles. So they, didn't they have spiders at one point to just to see how the pressure would would affect they, them and then they, work their they, way up to they may well higher... oh, sorry. Yeah. I know, I know they, they at one stage sent some food flies up. So I don't know don't know what they could tell them about anything. <laughs> if, they came, if they came back alive then it was probably a fairly good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what they were trying to trying to test out. I hope the spiders didn't, uh, you know, escape. It'd be awful for me oh, if, God. like, we repopulate. You know, eventually we have to leave this dying planet, and we we go and live on. You know, they managed to make Mars habitable or whatever, and we get there and it's full of well, the spiders <laughs> from Mars. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be awful. Face spiders. Yeah. No, no thank you. <laughs> Very good question, that one, Jonathan. Have we got one more? And one more. Three of them, there's a trio. They were called White Vision, Winky, and Tyke. They're from the UK and they reached their height of fame in 1943. 1943. So these are war animals. They are yeah, war. they look like I think... pigeons. They are pigeons. Excellent. Yeah. Very what, good. Yeah, there we go. Well, it's the Dickin Medal, isn't it? The um it's the Dickin Medal. Yeah, there was a there was a, a, a lot of a lot of war animals, weren't there? I think one only one cat has ever won the Dickin Medal. Come on. Well there was um a story this week about a rat in Cambodia who I think may have won the Dickin Medal or so, something similar, but there's a yeah, it's a mine 
detecting rat and it scampers about it no it's cambodia sorry it's cambodia yeah. there was a wonderful yeah, this little rat in cambodia that runs around and it's amazing isn't that amazing do you know what you've done there jonathan brilliant quiz thank you and also such an uplifting subject well i, I thought so i mean chris and famous animals and dancing <laughs> 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 These are all my favourite things, Jonathan. <laughs> if I could dance with a gorilla while eating crisps, Worcester sauce flavour in particular, I'd be the happiest girl on the planet, I really would. On any planet, whatever planet we were on. <laughs> that's, uh, that's been lovely. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been a delight and a joy to have you on the show today. And keep on quizzing. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's the end of the show. Wasn't it a treat? I absolutely loved both our guests today, Jenny. I'm so sad it's over. I, know, I well, really am. I mean, it was very animal uh, heavy, it turns out, in the end. Yeah, and completely completely by coincidence. We've had, yeah, we had uh, animals that have changed the world and also animals that have seen things that, you know, no cat arts we've seen. <laughs> It, it, yeah, we've we've given this episode a theme without even intending to. I know we've had such lovely guests as well. At least that's cheered us up, even if the subject matter hasn't always been uh, the most cheerful. So, I want to say thanks to Kiri Pritchard McLean for just absolutely smashing that slightly sinister quiz that yes. I wrote. Her. <laughs> And the, the lovely Jonathan Hopper for not only making me briefly care about Formula One, <laughs> but uh, also for suggesting great new ways to quiz and uh, and reminding us about hero animals. Brilliant. And I, th- I think there's got to be other people who sort of pioneered more zoom quiz method so i, I we think would we should love be to hear about that. asking people to get in touch with us if you've come up with a new way of quizzing if you cracked the code of quiz during lockdown we want to know all about it please do let us know yes i'm now off to watch robin williams and coco the gorilla and eat some worcester sauce flavored crisps i'm gonna have to go to the shops but i am going to go because i really fancy some now same i'm doing exactly the same as you All right, lovely. Well, you guys do that as well. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Fingers Fingers on Buzzers. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.